Welcome to The Edge of NFT with your hosts, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger, the podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts and the business side, and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. time for Shira, Noah, and Jewel. All right. If you're having a good time, make some noise. Thank you. Good morning, GMGM. It's great to see you all here. We have a great panel for you right now. Feature presents Next Gen Storytelling, AI, Gaming, and Ownership. This is going to be an absolute banger. Okay. Your moderator is none other than the illustrious Neil Strauss. 10 times New York Times best-selling author, blockchain enthusiast, and honestly, I would give him a follow on Instagram. Some of his posts have changed my life. Whether it was for the better or worse, we don't know. We love you, Neil. Okay, and the panel is fantastic. We've got Inderful. He's the CEO and co-founder of Pixel Links. Marcy Jastro, she's a metaverse advisor. And we have Steven Ilu, the CEO and founder of Feature. Please make it loud for them, you guys. A little loud. Wearing that GM necklace basically says, like, kidnap me for my seed phrase when you're wearing it, right? It's been a crazy year since last year's conference. Who was at last year's conference? Awesome. It's been good for you and good for everyone who's here. I feel like everyone who's here, we've gone through this roller coaster of a fucking year. It's been insane, and it changes so quickly. We went from a few months ago with, like, SBF and FTX that, oh, my God, everyone's fleeing crypto because of the scam to the Silicon Valley bank collapse where everyone's fleeing banks because they're a scam and coming back to crypto. So just holding steady like you all have and believing in Web3 through as it goes through these incredible growing pains. It's amazing you're all here. And I have an incredible panel of people who are going to teach you a lot about the future. Get ready to take some notes and pay close attention. So I want to kind of introduce our panel. First of all, we got Marcy Jastro who worked at Technicolor. She worked on games like Call of Duty. Yes, let's hear from Marcy. She worked on games like Call of Duty, just basically everything great. Resident Evil, Grand Theft Auto, FIFA, to name a few. And really exciting, as some of you know, especially those ones who are applauding, she was just brought on to the Shiba Inu team to work on their metaverse. So is anyone here from the SHIB Army? All right. We got a couple of lieutenants from the SHIB Army. We have uh, next to her, Stephen Aluse. All of you have seen films Stephen has worked on. He's got to start working with the late, great Stan Lee and has worked on the Matrix films, Polar Express, Watchmen, and many of his own amazing shorts that he's directed. His company, Feature, is poised at the intersection of gaming, narrative content, and Web3, and so we're gonna talk about Feature a bit. And also here we have Inder Full of Pixel Links, a company at the cross-section of Web3 gaming and music that he formed with Deadmau5 and Richie Houghton, partnered with Beatport, and recently sold to Animoca Brands. So congratulations, Inder. So a few questions, and these are questions I don't know the answers to, so I'm excited for myself as well, but we'll start with Marcy. And one of the big questions, how many people do, are consider themselves gamers? A few people, and how many do like Web3 gaming? Awesome, because one of the questions I really have is, and correct me if anything's wrong here, but it seems like the existing non-Web3 metaverses kind of loosely defined being Minecraft, Roblox, Fortnite. By the way, 
not to do a spoiler, but Steven has a huge, big, super exciting announcement that's a game changer that he's going to say later. I might have oversold. I didn't oversell it, but he wanted to do it softly, but I, made, I just did it loudly. I apologize. So Marcy, these games dominate the landscape, so what will it take for Web3 virtual environments to get to that point or past it? Hi, everyone. How are you? Are you awake? Let me hear you. Shiv Army strong. Let's go. Okay. So the way that I look at this, it's like any new technology that is nascent. And we're still in the very early stages. If you look at products like Roblox or even Fortnite, they've got, what, 15, 18 years on us in building their community. So when I look at building metaverses out and what Web3 looks like. It's really about the friction. Figuring out how to hook up wallets. Some of the most technical people I know don't even know how to hook up a wallet. It takes seven hours for them to hook up a wallet. I think that education is one, scalability is two, security is three, and a community actually is really plus, 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 plus one. If you want to go build a metaverse, don't do it thinking they will come. Do it with a community that backs you, that wants it, that thinks it's important, who want to socialize, monetize, interact, have amazing experiences in there, and then creators who actually want to create new things. Boats all rise together, communities rise together, and that's how I think this grows. But it's all up to you who are wanting to learn about what Web3 means. And I believe that that is the next stage. Web4 is probably the metaverse. But first, let's learn and teach everybody how to connect wallets, peer-to-peer, commerce, being able to actually transact at the same time without a middleman. That is key and obviously decentralization. Awesome, thanks Marcy. And so Stephen, a question for you. Do you want to mention the gaming thing? Because you're doing a first that kind of bridges these worlds. Am I ruining it? Are you mad at me? Oh no, I I was just catching up, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Well, we're really excited because as Web3 continues to adopt, we're really excited about where these intellectual properties that come onto the blockchain and how they progress forward into broader audiences. So, Concurrently right now at GDC, they're making the State of Unreal announcement where one of the first Web3 projects are actually integrating into Fortnite and that is part of their UFEN product where you'll be able to take Project Gossamer and use that within the builder experience within Fortnite. So that's a huge announcement for the space as that product now moves into a 400 million user community. So we're really excited about that. What was Epic Games' take on Web3 if they had one? There'll be more announcements on that from their side. I'm sure they have a deeper perspective, so I'll let them speak on that. So I'll ask you backstage. (laughs) Okay, cool. Awesome. And then the other question I was going to ask is just the future of storytelling as a storyteller myself. And what's the future of storytelling in the Web3 environment? So the technology is actually really wonderful. We talk about it a lot. However, from an audience perspective, they don't really care. They really want a new experience, something that engages them in where the puck has moved, which is we consume content in so many different ways now. We're on Discord, 
we watch streaming content, we're texting people. So how can we take that fragmented experience of just our day-to-day -day lives and create something a little bit more cohesive or engaging in new dimensions? So at Feature, we really focus on leveraging blockchain technology to actually unify that and create more stakes where your asset is actually in the show and maybe the physical product that you have customizes the experience to what you actually own. So you can imagine a kid at home with their little stuffed animal, but that stuffed animal is now the lead character in their own show. So we're really excited about that, creating a more connected environment, not only across community, but across the relationship between the user and the content. You have questions about blockchain? Like, how big of a block can you chain without throwing out your back? Or have you received that chain letter? How did you block it? And does blockchain taste better, barbecued or deep fried? <laughs> Luckily, you don't have to ponder these quandaries alone anymore because Blockchain Training Alliance is here to answer them and also train you in real world blockchain issues that will impact your business's bottom line and oriented future forward along the ley lines of the most important tech humanity has perfected since harnessing atomic energy. If you're into those sorts of things, Blockchain Training Alliance is a top leader in the field, counting among its clients IBM, Microsoft, Disney, Morgan Stanley, and many more, and offering a wide array of technical and non-technical courses. Whether you're a computer neophyte training for an incredible career in this new space, or a coding expert honing your skills, Blockchain Training Alliance will help you steer your ship home safely, filled with treasure. <laughs> Arg. So hurry and sign up for the Blockchain Training Alliance course that best fits your needs at blockchaintrainingalliance.com. Use discount code EDGEOF for 50% off and start your next block today. Moving on to Inder, we've talked about gaming, we've talked about storytelling. Let's talk about music. Is anyone a musician here? Anyone like to be a musician? <laughs> All right, awesome. So a few of you, and I think this applies to other arts as well, but combining now Web3 and also let's talk about AI as well. What's the world of the musician or artist in the future going to look like? Yeah, I think it's largely democratization of creativity is what we're seeing. So I think it's been interesting for artists up until this point. You can spend a lot of time making music, but to then make a music video is usually kind of out of your reach unless you have a label deal or you have some sort of capital financing in some other way. I think what AI does is it unlocks this opportunity for artists to think about their art than more than just music. It's they can now actually potentially invest in video content, in storytelling um, experiences, and take it to a level where they can really create these rich experiences uh, much more effectively and quicker than was ever possible before because the technology is just democratizing that process so much. So I'm really excited for music to basically converge with film, with gaming, and AI being one of the key kind of pillars that unlocks that. And I think underneath this, Web3 is really just going to unlock the next business model for how the music industry operates. One where artists, fans, developers, platforms have a much more kind of balanced relationship around how value is created. So the combination of Web3 and AI is really interesting. Web3 for me is a large portion of the business model changing and the dynamics of how everyone works together. And AI is really going to democratize creativity and unlock this kind of next format of expression that I think we're all so excited about when we think about the metaverse as a broader concept. And do you think we're going to get to a place where the, your audience is also your stakeholders in your music? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've done many things like this in the past. With Dead Mouse, um, a year ago, we launched a music video 
contest with his fans where 7,000 fans created uh, content in the Unreal Engine. We then spliced it together to basically form his music video. And you can watch it, it's called When the Summer uh, Dies on YouTube. 1.5 million views and it was made 100% by Dead Mouse's fan base. So you can imagine where the future of this goes, right? Artist, fan, collaboration and co-creation is gonna be a really interesting kind of way for artists to collaborate. And it's already happening, but I think this will just speed that process up and again, unlock new business models and uh, new ways for artists to distribute their content. Awesome, and how many people are, have created a NFTs or NFT collection, just out of curiosity? Awesome, so a lot of creators here. And so we're about halfway through, so what I'm gonna do is sort of a speed round. I wrote a number of questions. We're gonna get quick answers, hopefully things you can write down that are either ideas you have or that can turn you onto new stuff or stuff you haven't tried yet. But we'll start with just a question. I'm, I really wanna take a week off and just play with all the different AI tools out there and learn what's great, but does anyone have a favorite AI tool that you're excited about that's here or coming? My Marcy. AI tool is going to be a very quick one, but I want to just jump off of what Inda said. Please. So I've been in the entertainment industry for 25 years. I've worked on every major feature film from Avatar to Life of Pi to working at Paramount Pictures to building this content, watching artists who are building these beautiful visual effects get gated by these companies. Musicians, composers... They're constantly gated because these studios, the agencies all own this. What Web3 gives us is true peer-to-peer. -peer. And especially for music, it's amazing to be able to write a piece of music, throw it out to the world, have the world take it and digest it the way that they want to digest it, and then be able to throw it back out. It's a reiteration process and a feedback process. So what I think, especially in the future of storytelling as well, is that people who have been gated for 50 years of filmmaking are no longer gated. Artists who have been creating this art They've never gotten to own their own masters. And that is a single most important, theory and important thing that needs to happen in order for more creativity to be unleashed. So just to add to that, and I would say for me, I'm a lover of research. And I love to like throw things into chat, chat GPT and then see how it comes out and then change it around a little bit. So for me, I'm not an artist, so I'm really not doing a lot of that, but I like writing scripts maybe in chat GPT. What does that look like? I like doing lots of research. So for me, chat GPT is it. How about you, Stephen? I would agree. Chat GPT at this point is probably the front runner. I think Midjourney 5 is uh, novel in terms of its uh, visual library. And then Runway ML is really interesting, being able to convert imagery and apply those types of models. I think what I'm most excited about regarding all of those is that you can take, have the ability to build your own models from your own intellectual property. Because the big issue right now is that anything that you generate from artificial intelligence, co-piloted or not, is not copyrightable. So you end up in a situation where, yes, you co-piloted, it helped you quickly iterate, but you can't grow a business on that. But you can grow a business on taking your intellectual property, building models specifically to that, and you can imagine what a Disney Star Wars AI model would be for the community to come in and co-create experiences in the rails that they've established, which I think is exciting. 
That's awesome. Great point. Inder, yes, applause that. Yeah, there's quite a few, but um, Altered State Machine is a really interesting platform that is part of the Futureverse. I'll reference them a little bit later, but it's basically an AI agent, and you should just check it out in a bit more detail. But the idea is you can start to control these virtual characters and integrate a whole bunch of different AI mechanics into games, and it's all on chain. So it just unlocks a really interesting way to think about kind of owning a virtual individuals or AI agents and how they potentially can function within different game worlds. It's a very new design space, but check out Altered State Machine and how that's being used within the Futureverse ecosystem. I think it's probably the most cutting edge application of AI in gaming that I've seen up until this point. Awesome. So another question, and I'm sure everyone here has opinions on this as well, which is what mistake from last year or season of this can we learn from to ensure a great future for builders and creators and communities? I think there's so many ways to answer the question, but one thing that I'm just obsessed about right now is language. We're really thinking about how we use language more effectively to communicate what we're building. And I think for a period of time, everyone got too obsessed over the technology, too obsessed over buzzwords. And there's a bridging experience to bring people from the old world to the new world. Um, is not so simple in terms of just user interface or language. It's a number of factors that are going to be needed to take into account. But I think language is a really interesting one, right? Just how we communicate what the product is and what it does versus communicating its function and its features and kind of getting absorbed in the tech has been one thing that I think a lot of people are kind of coming back to and, and just reassessing their use of language because ultimately that's our most primal way of communicating before we kind of add all the layers of complexity. I was going to ask this earlier, but do you think this, I feel like the word metaverse, NFTs, I feel like the media just took those words and then went crazy with them and that do we need new words? For those. Yeah. So when I left Technicolor after opening the Technicolor Experience Center, working with HMD companies and really trying to change workflows in the entertainment industry into game engine workflows, I left and I went to a startup and then decided to come back and everybody kept saying, why aren't you getting into this metaverse thing? This is right up your alley. You know how to do it. And I'm like, well, I don't even know why we're calling it a metaverse. There's going to be multiple metaverses. There's going to be multiple different extensions. I think what people underestimate is community. I really do. And having like ideas together. And so, yes, the big mistake is we coined a phrase that I don't know is the right phrase. And I call them verses, honestly. Just little virtual places to go. And I also think that you do need technology, and we have to remember the technology isn't all there yet. And the idea behind getting massive amounts of people in places, it's not going to be through an HMD. It's going to be through a computer and through mobile, because most of the world are not going to be able to afford that stuff. So you have to really tap into the markets and the people who you want to speak to one-on-one with. Stephen, what about you? Mistake from mistake from, we can learn from. From a mistake perspective, I think that if community is paramount, then you cannot think of digital collectibles to use that word as now NFTs are kind of I let's just say a very technical term. Then you have to really think about these products not as consumer products. They are actually the first gateway into building your community and really how you are ultimately thinking about your consumer's experience and ecosystem. 
And I think a lot of companies that have come into the space, I applaud them for being courageous enough to enter it, especially with the way that the press talks about our market in general from blockchain to crypto, but they see the potential in what it does in the network effects of being able to build a community. And so the lesson really ultimately there is that you should be looking at it as the first entryway into an ecosystem, not a consumer product. Awesome. And do you, I don't know if you do answer the question of mistakes we can learn from. I just think that you got to start with low hanging fruit, right? What is that? That is community. So if you look at people who have the same likes or the same ideas, want to achieve the same things, and you put them all together, then that's what changes things. And I think that that's what the biggest mistake was last year in that there was no low-hanging fruit that anybody went after. Hey there, NFT space cadet. Let's zoom in on the globe from outer space today to Abbott Kinney Boulevard in Venice Beach, LA. Let me show you a cosmic tech beacon that shines out among the bustle of fashion, art, and food there. It's a thriving software dev, data science, and design studio known as AE Studio, where scores of the sharpest minds have come together to help founders and execs create software and machine learning solutions that are not only profitable and increase our agency as humans, but that give us that warm, fuzzy feeling that elegant tech so wonderfully does. AE's breadth of talent allows them to build anything from instillvideo.com, it's a health, fitness, and wellness app that makes your chakras tingle, to award-winning brain-computer interface solutions that could quite literally bend our minds. Oh, and keep an eye out for Token Runners, their NFT white-label marketplace, as well as our highly anticipated NFT drop, Boomer NFT. Now, for all you DGENs who strive to shed the cummerbund and pearls, comes a jaw-dropping, awe-inspiring partnership not seen since the heyday of Shaq and Kobe. It's called Edge of AE Studio, and you can find out all about it at edgeofae.com. That's right, this full-service, soup-to-nuts, end-to-end, whole-enchilada NFT service can help you, yes, you, Randy, launch your NFT project. Edge of NFT and AE Studio have come together like Voltron to get your project in gear so you can hightail it straight to the moon, stardom, and maybe even your own private yacht. Go to edgeofae.com to find out more. That's edgeofae.com. Actual results may vary depending on moon landing location, domain of stardom, scale and model of yacht, as well as weather scale model of yacht or actual yacht. There's so many things to learn from last year, but I'm going to bite my tongue on some of them. But let me ask you this question, which is, what are the plans for the SHIB metaverse? Are there anything you can share? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to shill. What's that? I don't want to shill. Share, but, don't shill. Okay. <laughs> so, look, our metaverse is very different than most metaverses. Our community is absolutely unbelievable. I had no idea what I was walking into. In fact, I didn't even know I was a SHIB holder my son had actually bought it using my husband's Robinhood wallet when the whole thing went down a couple of years ago. And again, I wasn't paying attention. I was not paying attention to any of that. So when I walked into this, I had to catch up and I had to learn. And it was a learning curve for me. And so what is it? Um, Ship the Metaverse is 11 hubs 
all named after different parts of the community or things that we care about. We premiered the first alpha version a week ago only. Wow, at South By. And it is photorealism. So photorealistic in Unreal. We want to, from the onset, open our lands, get the people on the lands, because one of the things about making sure you're building the right product is also going back to the community. So I'm not the creative director. The community is a creative director. So we ask the community, we iterate, we go back and forth. Is this what you want? Do you like this? And so that's a very different way than the way other things are built. They build in black boxes and don't ask the questions. So I think that that's why ours is a little different. Yeah, and I think that's the, that's kind of the magic of Web3 is that the community is not fans. They're really integrated and equivalent. So let me ask you, Stephen, for advice for people here who are building. How can someone broker relationships with big companies like Epic and the relationships you've made? How can someone build those relationships? Well, I think that's the beauty of having assets on chain is that the decentralization of those assets allow for brands, companies, to come in and actually license those things at feature, sharing, not shilling. We've built the world's first licensing marketplace. It's fully Web3 native. If you have an asset, a board ape, a world of women, anything that had rights enabled in their actual contracts, you're able to list those items on our platform and have companies and brands actually come in and acquire those rights. Coinbase licensed our product, and we did the D-Gen trilogy with Board Ape Yacht Club, where those characters were cast into a multi-million dollar production. Those people got paid on chain. So that was the first expression of how a digital asset that was owned by a community member could actually find a way into those big brands and names and ultimately provide value to them. And Inder, how do you partner with really big public figures without them worrying about their reputation? How do you make them feel safe? I think we've obviously partnered with Dead Mouse and Richie Horton as two of our co-founders, but you know, most musicians that we work with, they're visionary artists in their own right. So when you show them this potential of a new canvas, this new medium to express themselves, to connect with their fans in this way, I think most artists are really excited about it. I think they're generally looking for new ways to express themselves. So I think what we're building at Pixelinks as an example is, and we've actually just gone live with our mobile app today in the app store, so you can check that out. It's a good example of just a new canvas where we're giving artists this place to share their content and I think many are excited to just test out and explore what this new world is really about. Awesome. we got 30 seconds left, so speed round of questions, making really uncomfortable predictions of the future. Ten years from now, we're at Outer Edge LA, which has rebranded itself nine more times into a new title. And what are we talking about here in ten years? And is William Shatner still speaking here? Marcy. So we're streaming into different worlds, different verses all over. It's not just sitting in real life. You can be anywhere you are in the world. And as far as Shatner goes, I imagine he's volumetrically captured talking. I imagine he is talking about what the future is 10 years from then, right? Awesome. Steven? Definitely agree on the digital doubles, virtual avatars. Shatner would definitely be here in some sort of holographic projection as Sony's already showing the capabilities of what their holographic displays look like. And Inder. We probably won't be talking. I think we'll be communicating through some sort of neural feedback and the conversation will be, are we living in a simulation? Awesome. <laughs> Who thinks we're living in a simulation? All right, my eight-year-old does too. All right, thank you all for being here. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you in the next 10 years. Awesome. Okay, we've reached the outer limit at the edge of NFTs today. 
Thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventures on this starship, so invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. How? Go to iTunes right now, rate us, and say something cool. Then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. The views and opinions expressed on the Edge of NFT podcast reflect solely those views and opinions of the show creators and its guests. We're learning as we go just like you. Please make sure to do your own research. Our podcast is not financial advice. There are multiple strategies and not all strategies fit all people. You understand that you are using any and all information available on or through this podcast at your own risk.